Hello, I am Avery, or Hazel, or Kylie. Hello, I am Lily. And my gut told me she was evil. Mm. Your gut never lies. Today, we are covering the last several episodes of Star vs. the Forces of Evil Season 2. If you have not listened to Part 1 of this series, please go back. Um, If you are listening to this on YouTube, you will find a link at the bottom of the description for the playlist. If you are listening to this on another platform, then just go back to the playlist. Like, you should be able to find our podcast podcast playlist quite easily. Um, But also, um, on any platform, if you are listening to this, there is a link below to just watch for you to rent, purchase, or stream this series. There is also a link to anchor.fm, which will have links to all of our other platforms that this podcast is on, and our socials. Um, with that being said, this episode will contain spoilers for Star vs. the Forces of Evil Season 2 um, in its entirety. Um, yes. So, um, yeah. If you watched our first part, you will know that this was a very unplanned, and our episode just got way too long. Also, you can join us next week. We said this in part one, but you can join us next week for Infinity Train Season 3 and something else. We don't know what it is yet. So, yeah, I think that's everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what's yeah. our first episode? <laughs> Sorry. I'm back. That would be um, Raid the Cave. Raid the Cave. Uh, yes, this is when um, Moon and the Magic High Commission storm uh, the monster temple that Ludo's hiding out in. They. Uh, th- this is when Tafu f- basically fights and kind of just. Wait. No, it's not. Yeah. That's, like, way... That's more in this series, uh, in the, the um, season. Then what the fuck is Raid the Cave? Um, Star tries to rescue Glosseric. I think, like, the episode has, like, the point where Star uses the, um all-seeing eye. Yeah, I know it. I know that, but it's like... Why is she attacking... uh, Who is she attacking, and why? I actually forgot. It's not important, because they didn't have Glossaric in the spellbook. But yeah, um... We get the more of, like, oh, Glosseric doesn't take sides, um, so, like, oh, he's not going to... okay. I remember now. And by remember, I mean I loaded up the episode, and then I uh, glossed over the episode to see what was important. Um, so, Star goes to um, Buff Frog to, um, and then 
gets the original the base of Ludo, but that base is Ludo's already left. Ludo's long gone by the time Star gets there. Hmm. Okay. So regardless, um he's not there. Star summons the all seeing eye and pushes through it to Glosseric's surprise, but he's not gonna jump to uh be rescued because he doesn't take sides, and Ludo has the book now, so that's where he stays. Despite how Ludo illegally stole it, but you know, let, let's not let's not focus on that too hard. But like, this is what prompts Star to finally tell her parents, and they just don't do anything, really. Like, Moon decides that she wants to kind of handle this herself. So she doesn't tell the citizens of Muni. She doesn't tell the High Commission. And that's going to come back to bite her in the ass. Oh, and the next uh, episode is Trickster. Is this the uh, Weird Al Yankovic one? Also, is it Trickster or is it Trickstar? Okay, it's Trickstar. Yeah. Yeah. I misread that. But it, it, I think this is the Weird Al Yankovic one, right? It's the the Joy Sucker dude. Yeah, it's the Joy Sucker. Yeah, the the Joy Sucker voiced by Weird Al Yankovic. Um. Strange episode, but filler. Um, okay, now we can get to um, uh, baby slash uh, running with scissors. Yes, some fantastic, <laughs> fantastic episode here. Okay, so baby, they decide to evaluate Star, um, or moon decides to evaluate star i made it sound like the magic high commission did but no it's just moon and uh star is absolutely bombing this and then she does this really weird spell at the end that like it splits this apple that she was supposed to levitate over to uh baby presuming presumingly using Levitato, which she never, ever uses. Um, I doubt she ever learned. But the insane thing is, like, during the report that Baby is giving to Queen Moon, it's like she says that she has never seen any magic this powerful since Queen Eclipsa. I mean, and, and we've already gotten a taste of the fact that, you know, Star is pretty up there in terms of, like, advancement, because, like, back in the first episode of this season, um, Moon had mentioned that she didn't learn about dipping down until she was 19. 
Yeah, I mean, when it comes to Queen, she's at least A tier, if not S. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, th th that was insane. And then we get Running With Scissors, so, where Marco borrows the dimensional scissors, um, and then, like, gets really kind of trigger-happy with using them, and gets caught by Hecapoo. And, like, this this makes sense. Because, uh, to me, it's like Hecapoo can sense, like, all of the scissors um, going on. But she's probably just not going to check every single um, instance of someone opening portals. But when someone is opening a bunch of portals in short time, and on top of that keeping a lot of these portals open, she's probably going to take notice of that um, and investigate. And, of course, she discovers Marco has her scissors that went missing at the bounce lounge. And, yeah, we talked about it in the first episode, but, yeah, um, Princess Ponyhead took the scissors, gave them to Star, and now Marco is getting the blame. Yeah, Marco's getting the blame. He has to earn back the scissors, <laughs> um, which he successfully does after 16 years. <laughs> Making him canonically thirty years old. Hmm. Wait a minute. Isn't he in a relationship with um yeah, I'm not gonna think about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird, right? He's like you know, in the Hecapoo timeline, he's 30, and the weird thing is, anytime he goes back to that dimension, his body changes. Wait, is it... I'm actually really loving how this, se how this series stays consistent with itself. W what do you mean? Well, like, um, how, like, these instances, uh, um, like, he, you know, goes there and remains 30 in the Hecapoo dimension. See, the thing that, um, yeah, for now, the series is very, very consistent with itself, but... Um, in seasons three and four, there are just a lot of plot holes that don't work. Um, like, frankly, they had to hire a continuity coordinator, and then they fired... The, well, I don't know that they fired that person, but for whatever reason, at some point there was no more continuity coordinator, and... When that happens, you know that's a bad sign. <laughs> okay, and to me this is more just a math episode, um, math magic. Hold on. Um, before we get to math magic. Um, so, 
this episode with uh, running with scissors, it's it's um, so Star no longer has scissors after this either. Marco has scissors. Like these are his scissors permanently. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a very weird shift, and also it's kind of sort of implied that Marco is the first human to actually earn a pair of dimensional scissors. And then also people started shipping Marco with Hecapu a lot after this episode. Why is there so much shipping? Yeah. It's starting to make you wonder if it will ruin the series. And, I don't know, people... (laughs) I saw people getting really worried that the same thing would happen with the Owl House, and, uh... No... No, the shipping in the in the Owl House fandom is nowhere near the level that it was in this fandom. It was really, really bad. Yeah, I know Owl House. It feels like every two characters um, we come across in this series, you're like, and those two were shipped, and those two were shipped. Yeah. And... At a certain point, the writers felt the need to kind of pander to all, almost all of them. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. And this, so, is, and this case is why it, you never run with scissors. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Math Magic, this is where we meet Omni... Well... We don't meet him here, but this is where we really, you know, get more on Omnitraxis Prime, the controller of space-time, I guess. Um, which makes the ending of this series make a lot less sense, but whatever. Um, basically, Star's stuck in a time loop, and we see, like, a bunch of, like, different versions of her um, trying to solve a math problem. There's even one version of Star that's a guy um, <laughs> that we saw in this episode. So, like, that was kind of funny. I wonder um, if there's going to be, if there's an alligator version of Star. Probably not. Uh, if you didn't catch that reference, sucks to be you, I guess. We're not telling <laughs> you what it is. <laughs> Okay, she don't know if it was an alligator or a crocodile, but whatever. It, uh, I don't know, but I mean, people call it croaky, so. Okay, so crocodile. Um. Anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, this episode, I, I do kind of agree. This episode is meh. Um. But I guess the chicken crossed the road to get to the other side. Uh, so next... The Bounce Lounge. Oh yeah, so this episode is probably the most filler episode out of the Blitz. Um, yeah, we have, two, we have two really filler episodes right next to each other. Wait, so are you saying the next episode is filler? No, I'm talking about Math Magic and the Bounce Lounge being very filler. Math Magic's not filler. 
we're learning more about Omnitrax's Prime. That's just objectively not filler. It's it's just not a very good episode. How much like is he? Um, is Omnitrax his Prime going to be in the overall story of this plot? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Or at least he'll be very, at least somewhat involved um, later on. Okay, well then, remains to be seen. Um, but our next episode. But anyway, is, the bounce um, lounge is closing. Oh. the The bounce lounge is closing, and uh, Star and a bunch of uh, other characters get together for uh, one last party. And also to try to raise enough money to save it. Um, it and they do. Work. N- well, yeah. It not only does it not work, they're also short $650, which Marco has to supply. Um, again, and at this point in the season, we still don't know where he keeps getting exactly $650. I just want to know how in the world. Um the exact amount of money that he would need is $650. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they don't end up saving the bounce lounge, but they do end up saving the photo booth. Which, unfortunately, will be important later. Okay. What I'm just wondering is, why don't they just use all that money and just buy the bounce lounge from that one person. I mean, I don't think we it, that really warrants much discussion. What's the next episode? Um, Crystal Clear. Ah, so the Rombulus episode. Um, yes. Well, the Rombulus and Lechmet episode. Uh, so I like this one because... Like, of course, we get more introduction to Rombulus. Um, we find out that Moon has not told the Magic High Commission about the missing spellbook. And then Rombulus finds out, and then he doesn't tell them either. So mm-hmm. I guess he's very, very lucky that... Um, I don't know. never found out. Yeah. And, like, Lechmet, uh, we, we've learned that he and Lechmet are roommates. Um, we also, like, you know, get a better understanding of his powers and all that stuff. Because he's the only one with a really... Well, he's not the only one. Hakapu also really well-defined sets of powers. Whereas, I mean, Omnitrax's powers are not really very defined. Um, and Lechmet, we don't really know much. We see him use his powers later. Yeah, um, but yeah, this is this is a whole thing. Uh, it you know, uh, Romulus believes Star is the cause of the Fritz, which is uh, someone is sucking magic out of the universe. Uh, we don't know who or why, but Romulus thinks it's Star. It's not. Okay, it's um. Okay, I forgot his name, but. 
um, the person that's controlling Luda at the end of the series. Toffee? Yeah, Toffee. It's probably Toffee. Interesting theory. Interesting theory. We'll see if you're correct. <laughs> um, see about Ludo, um, the hard way. The hard way, um... Yeah, I'm gonna need more specifics than that. <sighs> Ludo forces Glossary to teach him about the Book of Spells. Oh, so basically this is the one where Ludo learns Levitato, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, basically. He learns Levitato and gets really good at using it. That's pretty much what this episode is. There's Marco. not too much more to say other than, I liked it, let's move on. Marco must make amends for the terrible things he has done. Okay, I just... I. Yenis? I cannot say this episode name. Yenis. Spell it. H-E-I-N-O-U-S. Heinous. Hein. Sorry, sometimes I don't see words. That's the end of sentence. God. Um, okay, so this is the episode where we learn where Marco's mysterious $650 keeps coming from. Just fantastic. Um, <laughs> it's like... Uh, it, it, we see the return of Princess Marco, and I'm, I keep every day becoming more and more convinced that Marco is not cis. Um, yes. I like how, despite him being completely um, not Princess Marco, the um, the head council of uh, oh wayward princesses will always um, say Marco as Princess Marco. <laughs> yeah, she, she knows it, it, it's that just funny. He's not a princess, right? I mean, does she? Well, considering, <laughs> um, well, no, it's actually funny. She met his parents, who are clearly not a king or a queen. <laughs> and it's funny. It, it, it's just a really funny episode overall. And it's like, um, Obviously, the video is probably not going to work. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I love how she thought she was going to get to wear Marco's spine like a scarf. Like, that's a really dark image for Disney XD. Uh, yeah. Um, our next episode is All Bets Are... Sorry, All Belts Are Off. Ah, yes, so this is the return of that videotape thing. This is, a. Uh, I want to say this is the last we see of Sensei. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I no, I mean, like, in the entire series. Oh, really? Yeah, I think this is the last time we see him. Huh. 
I could be wrong. He could be at the very beginning of season three, but I don't really recall ever seeing him again. Um, a lot of the background characters just kind of are no longer a thing, um, particularly ones from Earth are just no longer a thing in seasons three and four. That Except is... Janna. <laughs> um, Janna's cool. Um, yeah. Collateral damage. Um, Star suddenly destroys... Collateral damage? Honestly, when I looked at that, I want to say collateral damage, but I didn't actually think it said collateral damage. I thought it was supposed to be a pun. Anyway, what is this episode really? Um. Oh, Star accidentally destroys the mascot, um, Otis. Yeah, possum. I've seen a lot of, um, I don't know what you call them, but there's like, there's like this genre of YouTube videos where people take clips from a show and then they replace the audio with something else. I have seen a lot of that with this episode. <laughs> I mean, I've seen a lot of like what you just described with SpongeBob shorts, but it's like really bad swearing. I love how people, like, in the comments I praise, like, oh, it feels so natural. It's like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't feel natural. I think that's one of the things that makes it funny. It is, um, apparently a lot of people are praising it because it apparently it sounds super natural. I see one comment, it's like, ah, oh, if someone never seen the episode, um, they would totally get confused and think this actually happened. Obviously, no, the wouldn't. replies, um, absolutely, it's like, the hell are you talking about? Yeah, um, I don't know, this episode, kind of weird. I mean, it, it, it's filler, so I guess next. Um, just friends. This episode. Uh, just friends, a.k.a. the band episode. Because this episode was actually banned from Disney XD for quite a long time. Really? And why? you want to know why? Yes, I would like Homophobes. to know why. Or was the gay? It was homophobes. There were some of the couples that we see kissing during that montage of a lot of different people kissing. Some of them were gay couples, and some homophobes complained. So probably one of the most, like, crucial part of, you know, the build-up to... The next episode was banned. Yeah. 
it, it was banned on Disney Plus for quite a long time after it came out. Like, because of course me. it aired. It, of course it aired the day it was supposed to. But then, like people, uh, some homophobes just decided to complain, and Disney buckled and banned the episode for a while. And then they eventually allowed it to start showing on Disney XD again. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was so stupid. I'm like, you got mad at this and not Starfan13 literally saying she had a crush on Star? I think that was supposed to, like, that's comedic. And not supposed to be taken seriously. And that's why the homophobes, um... They, they, they like when the gay is the joke. Anyway, um... But yeah, but, this episode, very clearly, it's, um... For one, I have a version of Just Friends on my Spotify, because you can't have the original. Um... But, yeah, it's a... Really good episode, I liked it. Um, I've also seen a lot of that thing we were talking about just a bit earlier for this episode, um, mostly with the band singing different songs, mostly Backstreet Boys. Um, <laughs> Backstreet, back, all right, okay. <laughs> yes, that song was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is a more, it, this is like love triangle plot progression. Um, so I imagine you probably didn't like this episode as much. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. It actually does feel interesting when you also have, like, um, Star Crushed uh, to consider. Oh, yeah. Because the next two episodes. So. Oh, God. I'm just going to get out of the way. Our next episode is Face the Music. But Google wants yeah, me to believe it's season two, episode twenty-one, episode twenty-one. Thanks, Google, for all you do for me. Face the music and um, Star Crushed. Now we actually knew the titles quite a bit ahead of time, and one thing that people said was that they thought it might be a reference to the Manator episode of. Uh, Gravity Falls. It wasn't. Um, but at some point during that episode, Stan says, wake up and face the music. Um, Isn't face but, the music just a common saying? Yeah, it, it, it's more of an uncommon saying, I would say. Okay, but you, you still, it's not used specifically just for Gravity Falls. Right. Um, but yeah, so, f- the, these two episodes aired on the same day. Um, Face the Music and Star Crushed. And, uh... It was... It was insane uh, to leave us on that cliffhanger. Um... And... It was quite a wild ride. There was, like, a several hours-long live stream. Uh, I talked about the live streams earlier uh, before the finale started, and then there was a little bit of a live stream afterward. 
Hmm. And, like, I was there for that live stream. It was fucking wild um, being a member of a, an active community during this part. So let's talk about Face the Music a bit more. Okay, so for starters, Rubariat is voiced by Patrick Stump, the lead singer of Fallout Boy. Um, and, like, uh, uh, The Ballad of Star Butterfly, you can see now why I told you do not listen to this song, because it's filled with spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, I'm really glad the Ballad of Star Butterfly is a bop, because the Ballad of Moon Butterfly is fucking horrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the point. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, ugh. I think that's the only song in the show that I don't know all the words for. Is but yeah, like Rubariot... <laughs> Rubariot, really cool character, um, and also will come back later. Um, I, I'm not sure how much later, not like how far until he comes back, but more of like how many times he comes back. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's what I'm not sure of. I just know he does come back. And I know, like, Roughly the very next time we see him. Um, so this episode leads right into Star Crushed. Hold on, I I, I do want to talk because like I can't imagine. First of all, your first of all Queen Moon's fear when Rubariat starts singing about the spellbook and how she kept it a secret and everything. Like first of all, her fear is very palpable. Very, you can very very easily feel that one. And then Rubariot keeps singing. And suddenly we have Star's fear. As if this um, singer wants to be dead by uh, two royalty <laughs> members. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Whoo! Like... Star's mortified, Marco's mortified, and, like, I, I really don't blame Star for just getting the fuck out of there. I mean, why not pass, um, you know, the songwriter and give him a nice punch to the face? Yeah, like, oh, God. I mean, okay, once again, I do have a version of the Ballad of Star Butterfly in my Spotify, and unfortunately, the original fucking version isn't on Spotify. And yet we have Space Unicorn on Spotify, the original version of that song. Space Unicorn. Which I do also have on my Spotify playlist. Um... <laughs> But, I mean, I guess it's fine. The Caleb Hiles version is a bop, too. Because Caleb Hiles always does great justice to songs that he covers. So, yeah. But, um, moving off of this episode, Star Crushed um, handles right off of that with the more awkward condition with Star Marco 
and the operation um, going to retrieve the wand and um, just basically um, Ludo. Okay, actually, the Magic High Commission fought Ludo, not Star and Marco. Yeah, that was a separate um, uh, point. I guess I should have said the Magic High Commission when starting the second point, though. <laughs> okay, so let's focus on the Magic High Commission fighting Ludo first, because that's a whole thing. Well, they actually really just fought Toffee, because, um, like, Moon was just trying to help Ludo, we also, in Face the Music, we met Ludo's family, which we didn't really talk about that that much, because we kind of covered that in part one. Yeah. So, I forgot to mention that. It, it, it is kind of nice to see that while Ludo has lost respect for most of his family, he still seems to care about Dennis. Which, like, yeah, that makes sense, because it's, like, his younger brother. Um... I mean, and obviously his younger brother wouldn't have been one of the ones bullying him. Yeah. But yeah, um, Toffee just destroys the High Commission. So, like, is the Queen's not dead, right? No, Lechmet brought her back. Okay, Lechmet's not dead, right? Lechmet is dead, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, he, he's dead dead. Um, but basically what Toffee was doing was basically sucking people's souls out. Um, I have no idea how Lechmet is able to restore them, but he is. But it's like a great cost, clearly, because it ends up killing him. Um, but yeah, even then... Um, he's not even able to save everyone, because, like, at the end of the episode, um, Moon is the only one still with her soul inside her body, and she has to take the bodies of Omnitrax's Prime, Romulus, and Hecapu with her through a portal to escape. And we get the stinger of, tell Star I'm coming for my finger. Which, like, you know, I'm not surprised he knows. And then, uh, Star, after saying that, you know, just going to be relaxing here on Earth, immediately plans have other ideas. So, um... So we, uh, we go back, uh, let's go back over to, like, what Star and Marco are doing. Um, clearly it's been a, a bit, a, a, a decent bit since Song Day. Because, um, like, Star and Marco have been avoiding each other for a while, and they finally do talk, and Star says that she doesn't have a crush on Marco, which is bullshit. Um, but yeah, like, this whole situation is putting... A really weird strain on the Marco and Jackie relationship. Yeah. Um, that moment where uh, Marco just kind of leaves Jackie standing there with her mouth open and her eyes closed reminds me of a clip I saw on Reddit where this guy was having people close their eyes and he would hold out his arms and basically he wanted them to do like figure eights around 
his arms with their head for 60 seconds with their eyes closed. And then, like, they would start doing it, and he would just walk off, like, walk away, and they'd be stuck doing that there for a while with other people walking around. And, like, I don't know. I just kept... I can't help but think that that's what pranks should be. That's what, like, YouTube pranks should be. It's instead of, like, the cringe that most YouTube pranks are. Well, I completely agree with you in every sense of the word agree. That was a, um... (laughs) A weird track to lead on. I mean, it's what I was thinking of when that happened. Fair enough. Well, it actually reminds me of, like, Okay, way more detract. Um, that just the YouTube challenges. Like one of the first challenges was um, one for charity. It was like the ice bucket challenge, which actually worked. Um, because new treatments were found. Anyway, um, that's all I wanted to say on that. But yeah, um. Oh, God, Star Crushed. Okay, so, like, after their talk, Star goes upstairs to her room. And, um, wait. Yeah, she goes upstairs to her room. Uh, I guess I kind of skipped over the whole thing with, uh, you know, her, Janna, and Starfan, and some other people going over to a different party. There was burning homework. There was the police officer who was like, y'all better be having a study group up there. And the guy being like, I've never read a book in my life. (laughs) I don't doubt it. (laughs) And then we also had this, like, this joke where, like, a guy just jumps off the roof and flies for some reason. Mm. This episode also has the only instance of Sparkle Kitten firework shower. But yeah, um, we see Star talking with Oscar in this episode, and it's very, very clear that she just does not have feelings for him anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that uh, would make sense. Yeah. Also, did Oscar go for, like, a design change? Because, like, wow. Looks very different. (laughs) I mean, the things a haircut can do to you. <laughs> but yeah, so after the talk with between Marco and Star, Star goes up to her room, and Queen Moon's there. And she's like, hey, you gotta leave. We, we gotta leave because Toffee's back, and you're kind of in danger. And yeah, that. So Star okay, goes back com- downstairs. The conversation basically went like, Star, come home. No, Star, come home. No, Toffee's back. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Uh, And then, like, Star goes down, and she's like, you know, I've got to leave Earth, and it might be forever. So, like, in case I don't get another chance to say it, I do have a crush on you. And that's like... (laughs) Uh, Ponyhead's like, oh, I called it, I called it, and then, like, Starfan13 literally faints. 
Star Which, fan 13 know, will never get uh, her chance with Star. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, like... And then Marco freaks out and he starts running uh, for Star, but, like, he doesn't make it in time before her room just kind of completely disappears. And then there's no outro because Star's gone. I think Earth sucks. And um, we will never hear that outro again. Really? They replaced the outro? Yep. Hmm. Is it better? <sighs> it's okay. I, I, I still prefer the original outro, but the new outro is not bad. Okay, so basically my feelings on um, Amphibia. But yeah, um, I think in general, this season's a lot better than season one. And um, as far as season one goes, Lily, you rated that season 7.7, and I rated it 8.0. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I um, loved this season. Um, I definitely... Uh, prefer a lot of the more story heavy, especially with the earlier seat, the earlier in the season um, with um, um, Bookmaster and Glossaric. Yeah. So I'm actually going to put this at a 8.2. Yeah, I think I'm giving this season an 8.5. So with that being said, um, you can join us in two weeks for the Battle for Muni. Um, so yeah, I think with all of that being said, this this season was great. It's better than it's better than season one, and it's, it's the best season overall. Um, we had a lot to talk about. Yeah, we certainly did. I can't imagine the other two seasons are going to go this long. Um, but yeah, with, with everything being said, like, I don't know. I've been, I've been Avery, that's been Lily, and I have to leave Earth, probably forever. And I think the world is flat.